And me, Dan. This week, we're going to be discussing a January app purge, as it's January and everyone seems to be being virtuous. So we started by counting the apps on our phones. And do you know, I really surprised myself. I've always prided myself in being a one screen app girl. Right. And I've just counted and I've got 58. Wow. How many have you got? 120. (gasps) You've got 120. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But do you know another thing that I realised as I was looking through this is I'm not very fun. There's no fun on mine at all. They're all really functional. Yeah, so the smallest folder I've got is games, which has basically got a game called G30 in it and a game called Monument in it. And it's for my kids, not for me. I literally don't play on my phone whatsoever. That must be our generation, mustn't it? Generation X's, that they're still phones to us. Mine's purely functional. In fact, the things that are on here that I find most useful and I feel is an addition to my life, which is which is rare because most of the time I don't really feel it's an addition to my life. It's stuff that I can listen to when I'm running or, or when I'm working. So my podcast player, my BBC Sounds, my Spotify and obviously Medium I quite enjoy. There is also things like Guitar Tuner in that folder as well, I noticed. I've My got the obligatory one. garage band, obviously. It's got 17 notifications. I think it's what my children do when I'm not looking in the car. So I find my biggest folder is travel. And and it's I actually thought, wow, this is annoying. So I've got like three airlines on there. I've got three different ways of parking my car. I've got a train line, a tube line, um, compass, maps. And for a person who really doesn't travel that much, it's kind of... That that was something that annoyed me and started to annoy me, actually, is you can't go anywhere now without that company making you download their app. So if you've hired a car from rental cars, you have to download their app to be able to get your car. If you are flying on EasyJet, you have to be able to download the app to book in. And to every single one. And parking, yeah. I've got Ringo, Dash, Just Park. I mean, like, just to park my car, (laughs) it's insane that there isn't someone who just goes, do you know what, parking, like, I bet people don't care. I think you should just be able to put in a location and it work out who the hell you want to pay. And we talked earlier, didn't we, about Halt and Catch Fire, and one of the things, I think it was in that, where they have the Unity app, he goes to to China, and he realises that everybody's using just one app. Wow. And it just has everything. It has all your parking, your travel, your flying, everything, your housing, your eats, all into one app. Which I think it's called the Unity app. And I just thought, do you know what? I, I would actually quite like, like an app that just did everything. And then in this mad world where everything's interconnected anyway, you would think, why is this difficult? You know, I know you go, oh, well, you could go to a podo, but then... Yeah, you could go to a Podo or Travel Velocity or any of these thousands of different travel sites. I just want one app, which when I'm doing stuff outside of my work or my play, is just deals with it all. I want some food. I want to park. I want to catch a flight. I need a train. All of it in one app. How about that? Yeah, you see, out of all the apps on my phone, what I use is Google. So I'm only ever going on to whatever my browser is it happens to be chrome and searching for whatever i need 
so let's say I've got a weather app. I have never used the weather app. If I want to know the weather, I know it's probably a longer route. I just naturally go to Chrome and check the weather. So I could just do with one app on here, which would be Chrome, and that has everything. It has my email. I can find out my parking. I can I can do everything. And I might even be able to have some fun. As my daughter's pointed out, you can have fun on Google if there's no internet connections because it's that funny little game <laughs> with the dinosaur jumping up and down. Yes, you exactly. that one? I, but, I haven't played it much, to be honest. So um, I totally agree. Where there's an app which is just connected to the internet, that just annoys me. Just have a website that works on mobile. We're all done. There are some apps on my phone which are useful. Another big folder of mine is weirdly termed internet, but mostly it's <laughs> things like authenticators, my VPN service, and different anonymizers, and lots of different authenticators. So I've got an Experian authenticator. I've got a thing called Authenticator. That's Google. I've got one called Authy. I've got one called Yahoo. Wait, stop, stop, stop. What are you authenticating? You know when you log into things and they go, oh, it comes up and you have to put the six letters that comes up on Authenticator? Those numbers change every 30 seconds. So it's a way of making sure it's you and you've got your phone and it's you now, rather than getting a text message, which if you're not in Signal or for some mad reason, they don't have a way of actually getting you a text message. Those kind of things. So some apps, I really understand why they're apps. But like you say, weather, I mean, I do use Met Office because I want to know what the weather is like in very specific locations, mostly bike parks around the UK. So I can go, oh, it's going to be sunny in Corby today. Let's go and ride a bike park in Corby while it's raining here. So I do use it for that kind of thing. But I could probably just go onto the website, log in and get exactly the same information. There is a proliferation of apps. Some apps I think are really useful. I've got a whole bunch of first aid apps. Well, I've got a first aid app and a bike doctor app, which is how to fix things and how to fix people. Yeah, the first aid one sounds really amazing. So basically, if someone was having a heart attack or something, it would tell you exactly what to do. Yeah, not only that, it it has what they call the Humpty Dumpty. So if you're doing CPR, it gives you the timing for it. it. Yeah, and it shows you where to, exactly where to put the hand, and then it'll give you a time. Like, diff, 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 That's diff. amazing. Yeah. I so... have two good ones like that. I have Life360, which tells me exactly where my children's phones are, and therefore probably them at most right. times. And it tells me when they've left home, they've got to school, that sort of thing. Right. The other Big thing, mother. which I think, I love it, uh, <laughs> because actually, see what it tells me is when my daughter's turning on her mobile data, and when she turns on her, her mobile data, it's obviously costing me money. So I can oh, say, okay. well, you didn't need to turn your mobile data on at three o'clock in the afternoon. But the other thing that is amazing, and more apps like this are better, is one called Calm Harm. And I have teenage daughters. They've had some difficult times. And this is the most beautiful app that if you're really upset or really stressed or thinking of harming yourself, you can fiddle with this app and it means that your fingers are doing something and it helps to calm you down and take you off the moment of when you might have done something not so good. And it's really beautiful and really clever because children of that age are obviously always, you know, all over the phones. So I really rate that. And then I found this other app, nothing to do with that. It's not going to save anyone's lives. And it says measure, and it looks absolutely amazing, but I've never used it. That's the problem. I get these apps thinking they're amazing, and then it's just easier to do it how I did it before. I've got an app for recording all my expenses receipts, but I still just take pictures. So I've got an expense with the company. It drives me absolutely insane. It's called Concur, and you have to take a photograph of your receipt 
it's not clever enough to read the receipt. So you still have to fill in all the damn detail. Oh, and then yeah, it goes off to some weird place, the Conquer audit system. And then it will send you back going, oh, this receipt was a bit faint. Like, well, what am I meant to do about that? I am looking forward to the time when every receipt you get is paperless. But then people say they don't like giving out their information. But every receipt is paperless. You give an email address, which would be, for example, my accounting software's email address. It would go straight into there. The accounting software would pick it up and put it in the system. I haven't had to be involved. Yeah. That's what I want accounting or, software. Or, which or, I you know, yet. seeing as you're tapping your phone to pay, why don't they just tap your phone back to give you your receipt? And you could just go into a wallet, grab all my receipts, post them into Another Conqueror, thing but... I've never, ever used. And I do occasionally go and look at it and go, Oh, what's that? Wow, you've never used it. I've never used Wallet. I use it all the time for boarding passes. But they're in my handy EasyJet app or Ryanair yeah, app okay, or every so, other app. So, like, <laughs> once you get really tired of that nonsense, especially when I was flying around America with seven different airlines, you get the thing and it just tap it into my wallet, please. And then they're all in your wallet. That worked quite nice. But then I realized I had to have my app to get my air miles. It was just like, really? Why? I've got a Pets at Home app and loyalty cards have moved into apps. Now, I hated loyalty cards anyway, yeah. but you have to down this thing. So then hopefully you get some money off next time you go. Bing, we've got a special offer on dog food. I don't have a dog. But like, if you're going to be <laughs> clever about this stuff, what do I buy? I buy goldfish food because I've got a goldfish. It does only give me offers on the animals I have. Okay. Because in America... Yeah, but then I saw an amazing app, which you do a scan of yourself. So you basically take a video of yourself turning around in 360 in your underwear. It's interesting. But it will then find clothes for you. And yeah, it can... that's very cool. And then you don't have to do any of this. Oh, am I a 32 leg or am I a 30 leg? If it's 32, I sometimes wear away the back of the thing. But if 30, it looks like I'm waiting for the floods. And 31 is just not a size that anyone chooses. Did you say waiting for the floods? Yeah. What, like your trousers are a bit short? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you don't want to get the trousers that. wet. That's why sailors' trousers are sailors' trousers because they, they roll them exactly. up at the bottom. Yeah, so they don't oh. get wet because it's annoying. So, um... <laughs> I love that. But that's what we were talking about the other week is instead of having to try on clothes, augmented reality or immersive reality would actually say, well, this is what it looks like. And this is what it would look like on you. Yeah. Weirdly shaped Eggman. I'm sure it looks fantastic <laughs> on a six foot two bloody bloke with massive muscles. I'm sure it looks fantastic <laughs> on him. Probably anything looks fantastic on him. But on me... <laughs> Lots of things look rather <laughs> awkward. You're doing so, yourself a disservice. Well, you know what I mean, though. You sent me a link this week and you rather aptly named it The Future Is Now, which I always like your little paraphrases of things. But that was the contact lenses that brought in virtual reality into your life. And it's Augmented already here. Reality, and it's, yeah. So Mojo with those vision. contact lenses, you should be able to possibly look at the clothes and see yourself in them. Yeah. How about that? Oh, That's what about cool. an app that it goes, oh, I know you're interested in these clothes. For instance, this shop is selling them at a reduction today. That's the kind of thing I want. What I'm actually getting is bombarded with, oh. I'm going to stop you there. Okay. Most useless app on your phone. <sighs> Most useless app on my phone. Airbnb. <laughs> 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 that is my most useful app. I yeah, could no. not, it's the only one I could not live without. Exactly, but that's because you're an owner and I'm someone who never goes and rents anywhere. So it so, sits there empty and longingly. A Facebook, actually, is another one. 
Facebook is probably the most antagonizing app I've got on my phone. And I've only got it on my phone, as I've told you before, because all I do on it is bike groups. Yeah. But it's constantly telling me, oh, there's this person here. You might know them. Well, I don't know them. Go away. You know, <laughs> you might well, know this you person. Might you might know that person. No, I don't know anyone. Go away. All the people I know have been on here and I've deleted them. So that's why I don't have anyone on here. Okay, so my go. most hated app is Messenger because the messages that come through it, they're never very nice. They are for people I know, but they seem to be selling things. But it's only on there because once I missed a job by not having Facebook Messenger. But my m most useless app is absolutely brilliant. It's called Shortcuts. And I thought that apps were shortcuts to get into the app. Whereas <laughs> this seems to be a shortcut to get to the shortcuts. I don't really understand it at all. Oh, Actually, is that on Apple phone? Yeah. I, I've never used it. I've no, got a whole folder just called Apple crap. That whole folder is full of stuff I never use. Maybe that's where GarageBand lives. I don't know. Yeah, so, and they don't necessarily let you uninstall them either. Exactly. The other one, I have to say, that's very, very low. The thing about the Apple apps is they're quite pretty because the iTunes one's a nice pink star, but I've never used it. The AA app, I've ugh, never used that. If I need the AA, I'll call them. And it's even got some little notifications on. I don't know what it's trying to notify me about. Yeah, we see any app that notifies me too much, I don't like. Because I'm one of those people that doesn't like any red dots on my phone. Uh, but it annoys you, does it? Isn't yes. that quite OCD? You have to get rid of them. Yeah, I'm the same with my inbox. People who've got inboxes with like a thousand unread emails in them, I'm just like, either unsubscribe from those people or read the emails. Don't just have unread emails in your inbox. That's just madness. Well, if you had six, that'd be fine. But like a thousand. So most useful apps actually is Trainline and Airbnb. So for me, it's Greater Anglia. The apps I use the most probably are Clock, oh, my alarm, the one that timers. Yeah. I use music a lot, actually, whenever I'm walking. When I was a youth, I was just literally locked into a Walkman. And, and then I went through a whole period of just not listening to music while walking. And now I'm back into doing it. I guess you have children, you have to talk to people. Walking through London with headphones on is quite nice. It's got that sort of cityscapeness. That... For the apps that are any use to me at all, they're either for me to listen to or read to improve myself, or they're to manage my life when I don't want it to interrupt my work. My Instagram, my Airbnb, things like that, I do on my phone, and that's very separate from being on my computer so that they're not disturbing me. The thing that's brilliant for my children is oral trainer, because the one thing that no one seems to be very good at music exams is the extra bit. You know, in whenever you do exams, it's like a driving test. You always have to do yep. a bit of theory as well. That's really good. I'm that's... using Duolingo. Learning a new language then? Yes, I'm learning Spanish. Yeah, I'm getting pretty good at it. it yeah, I've heard that that really works. I'm actually surprised how much I've picked up. It be so good for your brain because I was relearning a talk I give to schools about jobs and tech. And for the first time in my life, it was a struggle to get the information back in again. I felt like my spongy brain had gone brittle. So I think if you're doing that and making your brain, it's almost like brain exercise. It's like people say that you have to do puzzles and things. So I think learning that language every day is, is keeping it supple. And it's nice and it's a nice short thing to do. You've always got 15 minutes waiting for a train or 
I do it on the loo sometimes. Thank you for sharing that with us all. Well, That's really great. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, you've always got 15 minutes in the day. Let's not go there about the time in the loo. <laughs> no, you don't have to do all three <laughs> lessons in the loo. You might just do one. Then, yeah. But then you've got your phone in the loo. That's dangerous. You know me, I'm always trying to learn something. So, so what it seems to me is that actually we have very similar apps, but you seem yeah. to have two for every one of mine. I can't think of anything particular. You have more than me. So how many apps do you think you can purge? Um, the funny thing is I went through them because obviously when we were counting them, I was like, um, what? But then I thought, no, well, I do use that app occasionally. Like, you know, I've got one called Units and Measures. Yeah. Which yes, I don't that's use very... the one that's amazing. I didn't even know it was there. And it does 3D measurement. It's extraordinary. Yeah. And if I need to but convert I inches, <laughs> yeah, if I need to convert inches into centimeters or tons into kilograms, there are apps in there that are quite useful. But I use very rarely guitar tuner. You know, I probably tune my guitar once a quarter. I don't play it very much. But, but such a useful app. It's yeah. like the oral trainer. Sometimes they are little gems, and they're yeah. absolutely brilliant. There's loads of apps I've got that are very rarely useful, but they are useful, just very rarely. <laughs> I've got a lot of business apps, like what company nonsense apps. So obviously, there's obligatory banking apps. But this is kind of what we were saying earlier, isn't it? Which is there's just too many apps that just do one thing. And actually, what you want is more like a Swiss army knife of an app that takes all those really useful but rarely used apps and sticks them into a single app called Unity. So the other app that makes me laugh is the Reminders. I used to love Reminders until I forgot to check my Reminders. <laughs> and then I had all these reminders that I'd forgotten were there. So now I have to stick everything I want to remind myself in the calendar. So is that like a to-do list? Because I hate them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a to-do list. I, yeah, exactly. I just use my diary. I can ignore it. I use my diary yeah. too. Yeah. Well, we've got to go. We've got to go and get more apps on our phone. I'm sure there are a lot that I could purge, but it's like throwing away clothes, isn't it? You think you don't need it until you need it. And then you go, damn, why did I delete that? But unlike clothes, you can get it back quite easily. Yes, but not necessarily with all the same stuff in it. Surely they save your data forever. They keep it forever. They probably do. Bastard. My data. And on that note, we're going to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. See you next week. See you next week.